Good morning, it's Tuesday, and we are moving on in our uh, study in Colossians 4. Today we will be finishing uh, the book of Colossians uh, as we read uh, chapter 4, verses 7, all the way to the end in verse uh, 18. And this is the closing of Paul's letter to the church uh, in Colossae, um, and uh, throughout this book, he's he's writing spiritual encouragement to the Colossian believers uh, to spur them on in their faith. And uh, we discover as we read that Paul is writing this letter uh, from a place of physical imprisonment. He is actually imprisoned for the gospel of Jesus. Uh, now, most of us, if we wind up in jail, there's probably a strong uh, suspicion that we're not there because of Jesus. <laughs> but Paul was legitimately there uh, on the basis of his ministry uh, for the gospel. And um, it amazes me that uh, despite the discouraging circumstances of being imprisoned and held back from doing the things that he would prefer to be doing, traveling and starting new churches and visiting the churches that he's already started, uh, to encourage and inspire them. He continues on in the work, and he finds a way of disseminating this letter of encouragement. And uh, today we'll find out that this letter was not just for the Colossians, but Paul actually encouraged them to share it with one of the other local churches uh, in another region uh, so they could be encouraged as well. And so uh, amazing man, uh, amazing faith, uh, amazing reach for the gospel. Uh, Paul's ministry continues to uh, leave behind um, a global ripple effect for the kingdom. Uh, and, and so that, that says something. If your work is over 2,000 years old and it's still having an impact in the world, uh, would that uh, whatever legacy we leave behind impact a generation? Um, that would be awesome and that would be a, a powerful tribute. Uh, but Paul's has lasted for millennia. And so we give thanks to God for the ministry of the Apostle Paul and his passionate heart for the kingdom. Let's pray together as we begin this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another new day. You are the Lord of it, and we crown you as King of kings and Lord of lords. Be Lord of our lives and Lord of our hearts today, because that is what you are. <laughs> so, Father, help us bend our knees in submission to you today. Do with our lives today as you see fit. Send us where you need us. And give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you're doing all around us so that we might meet you in your work. Father, speak to us through your word today and encourage our hearts. We want to grow to be more like you in this world. And we give you thanks, Lord, for the gift of your precious Holy Spirit who comes alongside to teach and encourage us. Father, we thank you uh, and we just pray your blessing upon this time in your word today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, here we go. We're going to jump into Colossians 4, verses 7 uh, through 18. And uh, this is Paul wrapping up his letter to the Colossian believers. He says, Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, one our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner, 
uh, Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends his greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Herapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans, and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. These words move me, I have to confess. They are a powerful closing to a powerful book of Christian encouragement. Uh, One of the things that strikes me is the number of associates uh, in kingdom work that Paul has around him at any given time or that he's interacting with at any given time. Um, He is keeping the ball rolling despite his imprisonment. And he's got these men and women that he's interacting with and that he's collaborating with who are coming and going and getting messages where they need to go and and, and, uh, working with Paul on keeping the ministry of the gospel moving forward. And uh, all of these people, he lifts them up for something that they're doing or uh, for some aspect of their ministry. And um, I love what he says about the first individual, uh, Tychicus, or Tychicus. It's uh, hard sometimes to know exactly how to pronounce these uh, Greek words. Um, But he said he's sending him for the purpose of encouraging them, that he might encourage their hearts and that he might also tell them a little bit about what's going on with Paul and his associates. And then Onesimus, he's coming and and he's talking about they're going to update you on all that's going on, why we're in jail and what's going on and, and what the news is as far as the legalities and when I expect to get out and all of these things. Certainly these communities would have been lifting Paul, concerned about his circumstances, um, concerned about his care and, and if he's well. And so what a blessing that uh, he's sending news to update his, uh, his fellow believers. And uh, then we meet a few more, and all of these send their greetings. And um, uh, Paul says, these are the only other Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they've proved a comfort to me. Uh, these brothers and sisters clearly evidence a heart for Jesus, and they've been converted uh, by his grace into the kingdom of God and Christ. And uh, they're joyfully working with Paul to carry on the work. And I love what he says about Epaphras. Uh, He says he's one of you, so he must have been from this community or from this area. He calls him a servant of Jesus, and he's not coming to them yet, so he sends his greetings. But Paul reminds them that he has not stopped wrestling in prayer for the Colossian believers so that they will do... uh, three things. One, so that they will stand firm in all the will of God, uh, that they will be mature in Christ and fully assured. 
Now, standing firm in the will of God requires that we uh, submit ourselves to it. If we're goading against it, if we're rebelling against God's will for our lives, we will not be standing firm in it. It will likely trip us up. Uh, But he says he's praying for you that you'll stand firm in all the will of God for your lives, that you'll mature in Christ, that God will grow you up in faith, and that you will stand fully assured of your salvation, of your standing in Christ, of your position as a member of God's holy family and the kingdom of God in Christ. And those are wonderful things to encourage them with. And what a cool thing that Epaphras, their brother in Christ, and their friend from their region, uh, would wrestle in prayer for them for those very things. And we should be wrestling in prayer for each other for those very things. That we too would be standing firm in all the will of God for our lives and seeking it diligently and hungry to know it and faithfully uh, submitting ourselves to it. And that we would um, mature and grow in Christ and that we would be fully assured of our salvation. That we would not question for one second um, our standing because to question our standing is to question the effectiveness of Jesus' work on our behalf. It isn't prideful to say, I know who I am in Christ. I know where I stand in Christ. It's not in us, it's in Him. And so we can be assured of our standing in Christ because it's His work on our behalf. There is no pride in that. Paul says, if we should boast, let us boast in the Lord Jesus. So I have no trouble boasting in what Jesus has done for me because I couldn't get there on my own. Um, Paul makes a statement that he vouches for Epaphras, uh, that he's working hard for them and continuing on in his work in those other places. Uh, He mentions a few other brothers in the Lord who send their greetings. He sends some encouragement and asks that they send greetings to uh, uh, people in the Laodicean church and to a specific woman named Nympha, who was uh, a leader in a house church that met in her home. And uh, then he says, hey, pass on this letter to the Laodiceans and then make sure you get the letter I sent them because there was some encouragement in that letter that he wanted them to be uh, lifted up with. And so uh, it's interesting to see how they shared these letters around the different churches so that the encouragement of Paul on their behalf could could bless uh, hearts in all of those communities. And then uh, some encouragement to a fellow worker, Archippus. And he says, hey, tell this guy to complete the ministry he has received in the Lord. Now, we have to wonder what was going on with Archippus. Was he struggling with a crisis of faith? Was he struggling with a crisis of purpose? Uh, Was he lagging behind and not carrying his weight uh, and his work for the kingdom? Uh, It's interesting to consider what was going on, but Paul is encouraging him and saying, hey, stand strong. You complete the work that God has called you to finish that you received in the Lord. This is a godly calling, a supernatural calling. Don't you, (laughs) a favorite teacher of mine would say, don't you shilly-shally. Don't you get weak in the knees now. You carry on in Christ. And then Paul confirms uh, that this was a greeting written in his own hand, that this was a letter that he wrote and it was from his heart. And then his last request is moving, remember my chains. (laughs) He's asking them to pray for him in those discouraging circumstances of being locked away in prison for the sake of the kingdom. Remember my chains. And then he says, uh, closes by saying, grace be with you. Uh, What encouraging words from this amazing man of faith, this amazing leader in the first century church, 
whose ripple effects for the kingdom continue to have global impact today. And we're grateful for our brother Paul and his ministry. And oh, how I look forward uh, to meeting him someday uh, when we're in eternity together. Uh, But in the interim, we continue to live on and and take to heart his encouragement. And I hope that you're encouraged today in your spirit as you've listened to these teachings and that you will carry on in the work that God has called you to as well. Don't you get weak in the knees. Go be, uh, stand firm in the will of God for your life. God bless. Take care. We'll see you again tomorrow.